we're back once again. Um, I'm coming to you from my porch. David here with Nick in his normal spot. My, yeah, my new normal, okay? I say, I used to be a basement dweller. <laughs> I have to go yeah. back there in the winter. That's so. sporting our, our respective pride hats for our yeah. our baseball teams. And, Nick, I have some really exciting beers to talk about today. Say, so, actually, you know what? Let's – uh. Before we talk about our beers, okay. let's talk. Let's let's talk about who we are. I mean, we are we are now officially Bucks and Brews, right. right? So we're talking about Bucks. We're drinking brews. So now, what what brew do you have, David? So I have three lovely cider selections today. <clears throat> um, I have a Eckberry Hard Cider from Sierra Rose, which is actually Cascade Winery or Jaden James Brewery. Oh, yeah. Right right here in Grand Rapids. I'm really excited to try this one because I love blackberry. Uh, from St. Julian, I have the Forbidden Fruit Blackberry and Blueberry. Okay. Hard cider. And the one I am the most excited about is from Blake's. It's a triple jam. Hard cider. Go. I say, that sounds pretty good. I'm very excited about that. Strawberry, blackberry, and raspberry. And I'm going to crank that puppy open. <laughs> start, start out with it. Here we go. Uh, you know, I, we're talking about real estate and that's kind of my market, right? My, my go-to. So what, what better than the, the, the good old Nick Watkins <laughs> Bud Light, right? And <laughs> Anheuser-Busch, here we go. Uh, you know, I say I'm drinking a couple Bud Lights tonight. Uh, very excited about this episode, right? Uh, I hope, I hope, uh, the passion shows on this thing, man. Yeah. So if you don't know, we are going to talk about obtaining your first rental property which that is kind of next forte um so we're he's going to do a whole lot of talking i'll be asking some questions and you know let's let's just hit it nick so you started in, uh, investing in rental properties very very young i did yeah let's say i was uh 21 when i bought my first rental uh right so a little backstory uh right i got married really young 21 i bought my first house um, right. Cause that's what you did. You got married, you bought a house, you made sure you had a roof and all that. So, um, before that I lived at home and didn't really, I didn't have rent. You know, I, I paid the normal kid bills, I guess is what I call them, you know, insurance and things like that. But, um, you know, so I, I jumped into a, a payment of 700 and 750 bucks and it was fine. Right. I had a job and I paid it, but you know, I, I went from, I went from having my whole paycheck to, you know, doing whatever I wanted to. Now I have, you know, like a, a third of my paycheck, right? Or two thirds of my paycheck. And then I have all this food I have to buy. And so like life just, and it was fine. We were doing okay. But, you know, the back of my mind, I was like, well, is there a way to get back to that? Right. So uh, I had five bedrooms, two bathrooms in Granville. And uh, you know, what happened was somebody, somebody on Facebook was like, Hey, I'm looking for at least four bedrooms. And, and, uh, they threw a price out there and it was, you know, 900 and something bucks, 950, let's say. And I was like, well, that's 200 bucks more than what my mortgage is. And I was like, well, if I could find somebody for that, I'll, I'll maybe I can find something else. And so I found a duplex I, back. This is back in the economy is tanked, you know, 2010. Um, so it's starting to get the climb. I wish I would have known I wish I would have known that like back then were low prices, but um, it's fine. So I reached out to a realtor friend of mine. Um, the guy I bought it for, he actually pawned me off to a different person and was like, Hey, this guy knows about real estate or, you know, rentals. Um, so I 
talked to my mortgage broker and I was like, Hey man, is this something I can do? And he goes, yeah. I go run the numbers. And he goes, all right, your, your payment here is going to be 600. The guy downstairs is paying 600. <clears throat> You'll be making 200 bucks over here. And I was like, I'm making 200 bucks and pay my mortgage. Like, this is great. You know, I, I forgot that, you know, when you're not, when you, when you no longer have a homestead exemption, right, your taxes go up <laughs> doubled. So, right. I wasn't cash flowing, but I didn't, you know, I probably, I say I probably broke even or, you know, minus repairs and things like that, but I didn't have this constant $700 bill on my, on my hands. So, um, you know, that was only six months, maybe eight months after I bought my first house, I kind of bought my first rental. Um, and in that time, uh, six months. So I bought my first rental. I went eight months into it. I went six months into it. Sorry. And I met a guy who, who happened to own quite a, quite a few properties. Uh, David and I, before this were talking, I'm actually looking to purchase, uh, some more from him. I bought an eight unit from him, uh, just over a year ago. He's selling a 64 unit and a 24 unit. Um, and we put in offers tonight and got some feedback. So we're in negotiation on that. And that's, that's really exciting for me. Um, you know, to, to, to grow to that level is, is, is just insane to think of where I come from just, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Um, you know, so that being said, back to the, back to the rental, um, you know, I met this guy and I showed him, I showed him my lease and the lease was a lined piece of paper that looked like a bill of sale. Right. So when you sell a car, you think about it. Hey, I, I, Nick sold David this car as is for this price. And, uh, you know, this guy looks at me and he just, he's like, you gotta be crapping me. He's like, let, he goes, let me know when that blows up in your face. And I was like, we talk. So he, you know, shows me this five page lease. He shows me all these addendums, shows me all these addendums and everything. And, um, built a relationship off of that. Right. And, and we've become great friends, uh, from then on. Hey, Don. Don's bringing me food. There we go. So, um, you know, I, I pretty much bought my rental to replace the, the money that I was spending. Right. And then when I realized that it works, so, you know, then we go, so at six months, I meet a guy nine months, what he said happened, right. It blew up in my face. These people are like, Hey, we can't, we can't afford to live here anymore. And so I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like you told me you could, and, and, and it was fine. So, uh, my wife and I talked about it. Do we rent that house for more money? Cause I had started learning. Honestly, I could have gotten back then 1500 now, like 1800 out of that house or something. Right. It's big. And, um, I was like, do you want to make big you know, money there? Or do you want to just rent this one for a lower price? Um, and she, she decided she wanted to move back to our, to our big house. And, uh, that, that taught me to rent my first rental of, of the spot I lived in and how to do a lease and everything, everything, right. I had, I had my mentors help in step-by-step step of what to do and how to do it. And, um, you know, I first one happened pretty easy and I, I learned from it. So, you know, that, that was my, my story of how I got started in, in rental real estate. So. So let me ask you something. Yep. How important is it to have a mentor? For me? Yeah. Uh, it's everything, right? When I, when I talked about having that lease, I mean, 
coming from a person that didn't know anything, right? I didn't know. I, I just knew that people rented a place and you agreed upon something, right? Like I'm a very trusting person. So if, you know, if, if you know nothing, find somebody that actually knows something, right? I say the opportunity came to me because my wife's grandfather said, Hey, I, I know a guy that owns some properties come to find out he owned, you know, over 300. I mean, you know, he owned, and, uh, you know, I was, I was smart enough to understand that, Hey, if anybody owns, you know, and I said, if anybody owns one or more for longer than six months, they know more than me. Right. Um, you know, I think even people that rented instead of buying first, right. They have more knowledge because they've probably signed a lease. <laughs> you know, I never did that. So, um, you know, so if you know nothing, right, find somebody that knows exactly what they're doing. Um, to me, it was huge, right? I mean, there's, there's people out there that can do it because, you know, they do all the book research and I'm not a reader. I'm not, I don't go chase the knowledge, right? I just come up with an idea and then go for it. You know, I mean, I build, I build a business off of, off of just, Hey, I, this is the basics and here we go. And I'll, I'll learn it along the way. So, right. <clears throat> There's, there's people that sit back and just read about it and never take action. And then there's people like me who are just like, let's take action and we'll figure it out. <laughs> It'll come together, you know, and if it blows up, who cares? You know, um, you know, I, I always knew I had the money to pay for my house, worst case scenario. Right. So if I lost my, if I lost my rental, that was fine. Um, I also told myself if I lost my house, I, I just ended up back where I started in my mom's basement. I mean, it, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I didn't have a kid at the time. I didn't have, I had a wife that I had to make happy, but she's, you know, I, I love her for the fact that, you know, she was willing to, to do that. So that face just says that that beer was amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> I still got yeah. a little bit left. Yeah. Um, um, well, you know, because we coach together, you know, one of the things I used to like to tell the kids we coached was the only stupid question is the one you don't ask. Okay. Sure. You don't know what you don't know. So if you have that question, ask it. If somebody makes you feel like a fool for asking it, they're jackass, move on. Yeah, I say there's there's a million people doing this, right? I mean, well over a million people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I I know we're talking about first rentals, but I'll, I'll give you a scenario. So I walked into my first real estate investor group, right? And here I just thought this was like, a bunch of people that like, own, you know, I thought they were all my mentors type thing. Like they all own so much and they were just a group of guys getting, and I was like, man, I'm gonna get in. Well, like I sit down and 90% of the people there are just learn, you know, they're trying to learn how to buy their first one. They're, they're, they're people that are watching this, like, Hey, I want to know how to do this. And so I actually, I felt like right in the middle, I didn't own the most and I didn't, I at least had some. So, um, you know, that was, there's groups out there. There's so many ways to get connected with people with knowledge. Uh, here, um, I'm not a member of it right now. Um, but, you know, there, there's, uh, there, there's groups that will, you know, they have all your leasing documents. They have everything. Um, but I have a mentor that has all that for me. So I, I kind of use that. But if he sells me this place, I no longer have his use of all that stuff. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have to do it all myself. But. Well, I know, like with me, I've gone to a lot of conventions for coaching. And the thing I've always learned is if you're willing to talk to somebody, which I'm not always willing to talk to somebody, but if you're willing to talk to somebody, they want to give you their knowledge because they want to see you successful. Yeah. It's not, 
one of those things where everybody's out to get you. So is that kind of what you see with the community of people you deal with, Nick? It, it, I would say yes for, for the most part, right? You're always going to have that one or two that they don't necessarily want to see you succeed. They want you to bring them everything, right? So they want you to do the work so they succeed. Um, but they're still going to give you some of the knowledge, right? We talk about it all the time, David. I mean, I give away more knowledge than for free than most people. Um, one, because I know that, you know, we, talk, we talked about that with the episode with TJ, right? Mm -hmm. Most people don't take that, what I say, and actually go do it. So for me to give it away, I mean, the chances of them competing with me, and even if they do compete with me, let's say that they get into a chance where they can buy two places and they're like, I'm not sure which one. I'll be like, Hey, you pick one and I'll pick the other and I'm probably going to buy it. <laughs> you know? So if, if they're two good deals, you know, if they can't take, so, you know, I see that happening, but I, I think, you know, I would say the people I, I keep around want to see everybody succeed. The people I associate with, right. You'll never catch us not giving knowledge. Um, you know, I, my friends are starting to get into it more and, you know, they're, they're not meeting with these first time people like I am um, because right. I mean, they're, they're just, it, again, usually it's a waste of time because again, 90% aren't actually going to do it. So they're at this, Hey, if you, if you need knowledge at a different level, then we'll talk. But um, I, I, you know, if you buy me a beer, I'll go sit and talk to you. Um, we, uh, I, I think that's what it should be right in the community of, of real estate investors, right? find my suggestion is find an older person uh, just cause that's who I get along with the most because they've been there. They know the hardship and they'll teach you what not to do to make sure that you don't have the same life they had of hardship. Right. And that's how I become successful. Right. I listened to, I, I listened to Walt and Walt, you know, he just, Hey, this is what I did to fail. This is what I did to succeed. If you do this, you'll, you'll succeed. If you do this, I can't say you'll fail, but you have a pretty good probability. Right. And so, Knowing that, I, I usually don't make that decision. I mean, I still I still make mistakes like crazy, and I call him and he bails me out. <laughs> so, um, you know, I went through my everybody's scared of evictions, and uh, we talk about mentorship. Like, I had I've had an eviction, um, and right, I, I'm the kind of person where I take action right away, and so I freak out. Like, if things don't get handled right away, an eviction just take like 45 days. And so like my heart's going for 45 days and the stress and, but it's just like, I have him in the background just going, Hey buddy, you're going to be all right, man. This happens every day. He goes, I own, I own 300 or whatever. You think, you know, think every month, I don't, you know, I don't at least have to deal with one note that says, Hey, you owe me money or one this. So, um, I, I say, I want to make this episode definitely not just about me, but I, I want to give you guys advice. Right. So, I think when we're looking at rental real estate and you're, you're going for your first one, everybody's situation is so different. Okay. Um, not everybody's wife wants to move to a, a two bedroom duplex from a house, right? People aren't going to, you know, people aren't going to make that happen. Um, yeah, we did it because we could put three and a half percent down. We did it because we seen the potential. We didn't have kids, right? So if you're, if you're, with kids, there's a chance that, you know, it's not going to happen. So you're going to have to put 25 or on a duplex or whatever, 25% down. If you buy a single family, you'll put 20% down for conventional mortgages. Um, 
and it's all possible. So it's just a matter of, you know, how bad do you want it? Right. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a single guy and you, and you buy your first rental that way, now your first rental could be your first deal. Right. So technically my first rental was my first house. We, we own again, five bedrooms. So I had a family member that wanted a spot and I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll rent you this room for a little bit of money. And that's kind of what gave me the knowledge of like, Oh, I could, I could totally, you know, rent this. So, um, they, you know, every, everything is getting, um, a name to it now. So it's called house hacking, right? So you buy, you buy a four bedroom, you're a single guy, let's say David, and you, Mike usually joins us for those people that are, are watching or listening. Um, we have another guy that joins us, but so Mike is David's best friend. Um, you know, and, and he has another Mike. So let's say those two move in and they pay you rent. Well, you know, there's a chance that they're paying you rent. You're paying off the mortgage with their money. So you're, you're house hacking it. And the fact that, I mean, you're just enjoying the space with people that you kind of know. So, um, it, you know, I know I have people now where they're Airbnb being their, their entire house. So they only accept one week at a time. And when they rent their house out, they rent it for great money. So they cover their mortgage pretty much for one week. Um, and then during that week, they go in vacation. So it's a guaranteed vacation for them because they can't be in their house. So they take and they go up north and, you know, they spend a little bit of money, but they go to a cheaper hotel or they go to, you know, whatever. And, you know, so every month, you know, they, they usually get at least one week a month and they, they rent it out and they go live their life. So there's many ways to do your first investment house. Um, nothing's, nothing's perfect. Nothing's going to be the right move. You have to figure out what you want to do. And my knowledge is to, <laughs> excuse me, my knowledge is to give you guys all those types of options. Um, you know, what we talked, we touched base a little bit on financing, right? So if you, if you occupy it, so I bought my first house with, uh, back then it was allowed as a 5% conventional mortgage. So I, and FHA is a, a, a government-backed loan, right? So Fannie Mae and Freddie. So because I moved into my second place, technically I was owner-occupying it. I got to put 3.5% down on an FHA duplex because you can do four units and less to qualify. So to me, it was, you know, it was a no-brainer and a great head start because, you know, I, I didn't have to drop 20, 20% right away. Um, you know, you can, you can conventional mortgage. Again, we talked about 20% and 25% for anything above, you know, two to four units. Um, if you don't occupy it, uh, if you want to start out with bigger things, you know, I know of a couple, let's say you go to five, six unit, you have to do a commercial loan on that. You're going to have to put 20% down guaranteed. I mean, you know, when you finance those things through a bank, there's no way to really avoid that. Um, you know, so you, let's say, let's say you're a young kid, 18 years old, have $0 to your name and everybody talks about $0 investing, right? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Right. So um, it wasn't my first, but it was one of mine. So I bought a foreclosure um, and I'll just, I'll give you guys real numbers because I, I, I like to, um, it's not a brag, but I, I think people need to know what, what possibilities are out there. So 
the house was owed $86,000 on it is how much you could buy it back from the bank. The house back then was worth $180,000. So instantly there's, you know, $94,000 worth of equity in this house. Um, and so what I did was I, I put it up on Facebook. I said, Hey, I have a screaming deal. I need somebody that has a bunch of cash. And one of my, my, my first realtor, he's like, Hey, I know a guy who does uh, hard money. I was like, I don't know hard money. And, it's, and he, he's like, look, it's legal loan sharking, right? They're going to charge you a higher percent, you know, cause right now interest rates are what? Three, three and a half percent. We yeah. talked to TJ. He got, TJ got less than three. Right. So, I have to say, so, right. But this guy, you know, I mean, my first deal, I think he charged me 14% or something like that plus three points and, and points are 1% based off of your, your price. Right. So, 8,600 bucks, um, you know, for, per each point thing. So, you know, I was like, all right, it's going to cost me, I, I say, actually, I think it was only like a point or whatever. So it cost me 86. Um, and then while I was doing this, I, so I got funded by this guy in two weeks. It was amazing. Cause I was like, Hey, we have to close by this exact date. And he's like, man, there's so much equity. He goes, yep. I know this area. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you the money. And, uh, I didn't have to put anything down. It was a interest only payments um, for six months. And then I could hold it up to, I could start making payments, you know, up to a year. And if I paid it off early, it caught, that's where it cost me some points. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pay it off. So during that time, because I was going to occupy the place again, being owner, I, I reached back out to my mortgage broker who, I mean, so that's a big player on my team. Um, guys, I'm going to give a big shout out to Rob De La Torre, um, mortgage broker. We've never, we've never met in person. We've never shaken hands. I've done seven transactions, eight transactions with this guy. Um, just purchases, multiple refis. Um, you know, he lives in a house on a lake and I still live here, but <laughs> so I've given him plenty of money. But, um, right. So mortgage brokers are the people that tell you, yes, you can get money. Right. And, Money is what buys this this game. So I was like, hey, I need to refinance this thing in less than a month because I don't want to make a payment. And uh, so he got started right away as before we were even closed on the first part of the deal. And I went to closing a month later, paid off my, my 86,000 plus my three points, paid my, paid my broker, um, you know, for his, his money plus the, the technically is a refinance for that. So in the end, I paid $101,000 for, for my house, right? Um, now, right, it's worth, I don't know, $230,000, whatever it is. I haven't had it appraised in forever, but, um, you know, I just knew that worst case scenario, I could sell it tomorrow and make 50, 60, 70, 70K. I mean, you know, um, it, was, it was really smart for me. Um, so, you know, and out of pocket, I I honestly, I think I might've paid $125 for a drive by appraisal that, that they wouldn't let me pay out of my pot or that they wouldn't roll into the loan. Um, so I can't say $0, but I, I really think I did that deal with $0. I, I really do because the, the numbers were just so good. They don't, I don't even think they needed it. Um, oh, right. There's zero that you can do that. Um, we, you can do a land contract. Let's say, let's say you are kind of like TJ out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and you have a, it's hard to sell. 
it's hard to sell that rural area stuff because right. You have to sell some, sell to a family that kind of wants to stay in that area. So, you know, let's say, let's say uh, a parent passes, you know, a parent passes away or something like that. And the, the, the family doesn't really want to deal with it. So you kind of walk up to that family and say, Hey, how about I, how about I buy it from you? I'll make monthly payments. So that way you guys guarantee to have a monthly income um, and we'll pay it off that way. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen every deal, but that's a possibility, right? You just walk up to them and say, Hey, how about instead of you getting this big lump sum and, and cause they're, you know, most people aren't, don't need older in age. They don't need $80,000. Like their houses are probably close to paid off. All they're going to do is just go spend it on stupid stuff and they know it. So they're like, Hey, I'll pay you seven, eight, a thousand bucks, whatever, you know, depending on the area and what it's worth. You just say, Hey, I'll pay you, I'll pay you 700 bucks a month and I'll pay the taxes and all that. Um, but I don't have anything to put down, but here, here's, you know, I'll put first month down. So it'll cost you 700 to get into it. And so then, right. You, you, you buy it from them on a land contract for, for the agreed upon price. And you, could you do it on a low interest rate? Yes. I have a friend that has one with, I think, state minimum is like 1.2% interest or something, but he, he always pays cash, but the guy wouldn't take uh he didn't want to sell them outright Cause he had to pay taxes on, he bought like 30 all at once. So he's like, I'm paying bare minimum and you're knocking it off the price. And he's like, okay. So it was all built in, but you know, it was uh there, there's so many possibilities to, to finding your first deal to how much money you want to put into it, how little of money you want to put into it. They're, they're really, and, and I look at, you know, right now, if I look to the left of me, my neighbor's not just going to sell me his house because the next one's probably right. I mean, it's going to be the one out of 10,000 that's going to say yes. But when you look at how many houses are in this, even in Michigan, there's hundreds of thousands, right? If not million houses, so if I can be the one of, I mean, I'm happy with that. So. Well, and I know, you know, when you started doing this, you know, <clears throat> I, I kind of want you to talk about kind of the influences that pushed you into, Hey, this is a great idea. Cause I know, you know, when you originally told me, that, you know, obviously, you know, some of us are great students in high school. Some of us weren't, I mean, I'm, I'm super smart, but my, high school GPA is like a point and a half lower than my college GPA. Sure. But I know there was somebody very influential that said, Hey, buy rentals. Yeah. So right, I wasn't, I'm, when it comes to learning, I'm not a school learning kind of person. Right. I'm, I mean, I have, I have grunt hands. My father was a mechanic, you know, I mean, just, we, we come from a line of workers. My, my other half, my family's construction and stuff like that. So um, or warehousing, which I ended up in warehousing um, for the longest time. So when I was in school, I took, I got so fortunate to break my collarbone. Um, I was going to, I was going to a, a tech center. I was going to a tech center and I was going for cabinet building, right? Cause I, I love to, to, <laughs> I love to play with wood. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, just, I thought I said. would, yeah, I say, I thought I would end up doing that. And, uh, like two days in uh, to the school, I, I broke my collarbone. Um, and so they're like, hey, you, you can't do anything in here so we can no longer accept you. So I got sent back to school 
And the only classes available were business classes. And I actually took a parenting class, which I'm going to brag here. I took, uh, I had the, I had the second highest grade and the first highest score of taking care of a baby. I sleep really light. So like when it, when it cried, I was like ready for this thing. So, um, you know, that's, that's what makes me a great parent with my kid. <laughs> so this, this, this baby, but so anyway, I took this business class and I was, I was really scared to take it. I think it was, you know, marketing or management, one of the two. I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Um, but I, I get in the class and the first day the teacher's like, all right, we're going to watch a John Stossel on TV. And so he just throws a, a movie on and, you know, most people, most people are like, oh, his class is a joke. And part of it is right. Cause you, you'll catch, you know, somebody else. But when he talked, right, that's where the biggest thing came from. He's like, yeah, I used to own a jewelry shop and I did this and you can, you can, he'd tell you where you can get your jewelry. But then he's like, Hey, I own some real estate. And he goes, you want to, if you want to be successful in life, in life, you own a business or you own real estate. And uh, you can never go wrong with real estate. He goes, the stock market goes up 10%, but real estate, right? It, there's always going to be a value to it. There's never going to be free houses, right? You're never going to pay $0. Yes, you'll have zero out of pocket, but you'll always make a payment on it. And so he's like, you'll always have some type of value. And, you know, when he talked, I listened. And, you know, so after the first year of watching movie or first, you know, semester of watching movies, I was like, man, I'm going to sign up for this. So I took all seven other classes that this guy offered. And every time he would be like, you know, even in the sales class, he's like, all right, we're going to do sales pitches, sell real estate, uh, sell a car, sell it. He goes, invest in real estate, invest in real estate. And, um, you know, just the knowledge of saying, I mean, this guy, this guy's teaching and he's like, you want to be, he goes, I make more money doing real estate than I do being a teacher, but I love being a teacher and I have a passion. And I was like, okay. I mean, the back of my mind has always kind of been there of like, that's what it is. It was really cool. Um, I'm an admin. I'm an admin on a real estate investor page here in Metro Grand Rapids. And so a friend and I started up and a kid actually just last week said, Hey, I think I remember you. Uh, you, you came in and taught a, a lecture in John Schwamm's class. And I was like, yes, I did. So once a year I, I go back and uh, give back to, you know, the, the kids that were there. And because I want to reiterate, Hey, success doesn't look great. I mean, I'm not the, I'm not the best looking guy in the whole world. I mean, but I listened when he talked and I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I own. I I'd bring up my own properties. I'd be like, this is what I own. This is what I cash flow. I, I, I wasn't cocky. I was just trying to prove to these kids. I was like, here, this is my net worth. Right. And I'd circled on the thing. And I was like, it's not, I'm just showing you that there's so much more than, than sitting here every day going, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get out of here. Always know that there's something more that you could be doing. When I was younger, right, again, I was only taught you're, you're a mechanic or you're in the warehousing and warehousing or, you know, or manufacturing. And I was like, manufacturing, we, we know you just stand there and you get a paycheck every week, right? You know, mechanic and auto body and stuff like that, right? As hard as you work is as much as you make. Nobody, nobody showed me how easy, easy real estate is. I mean, yeah, you have the hiccups and you can, um, for those that are watching, right? So let's say, let's say your first investment, you, you don't want that. Everybody always says, I don't want that 3am phone call. I, I don't want to get woke. I don't want all this headache. And that's fine. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is, you know, honestly, you do want that phone call because that means something's wrong with your place. And 
you have to get over there and shut that water off right now. Yeah. I, I want the call because I want my tenants to know, Hey, I, I need, I need to fix things right now before it causes too much damage. Um, you know, they don't call me for stupid stuff. I don't get a light bulb call at 3am, but in my 11 years of doing this, I think the latest phone call I got was 11 o'clock, right? Normally it's a, a text of, Hey, just to let you know this, you know, or something like that. But, um, so but if you don't want to, if you don't want those and you, and you think that that's a big thing, you can get what's called a property manager, right? So you find a good deal and you can have a property manager for, I don't know, 8%. Everybody says 10%, depending on your area. But so let's say you rent it out for $1,000. They're going to take $100, but they're going to place the tenant for you. They're going to do all the backgrounds. They're going to collect the rent for you. They're going to do all the repairs for you. They're going to, you know, they're going to get it all handled. So you're hands off. You just sit there and collect money. Now, if you find a screaming deal where let's say your mortgage is only 500 bucks and you can afford the hundred bucks, that's fine. But again, having the mentor, my mentor taught me, Hey, if you don't, if you don't run it, if you don't manage it, you're not owning it the way that you would. And if you, if you wouldn't own it in the highest caliber and hold yourself to the highest standard, why are you in this business? Right. And I, I, I agree with him. I'm like, if I can't do it, why would I expect anybody else to do it? And yes, I don't type my own papers. Why would I expect other people? I mean, I'm willing to, but I know that my money will buy that. So David can type my papers because <laughs> I, I type one, one letter at a time. Are you saying so, 73 words a minute is fast or something? I don't know. I, I think I'm at like, Hold on. B E E R. Uh, I got like a word a minute, brother. <laughs> so... But I think one of the things we really want to hit on here, and, and yep. Nick said it several times, you need to talk to people. You need to make those connections. So when you're passionate about something, so let's say you're passionate about real estate or finances or whatever it may be, you need to network and, and find people that also share that passion with you. That way you can learn from them. Uh, the, I became a better coach because I surrounded myself with really good coaches. You know, I, I went and found college coaches that did things that I wanted to do. So I stole stuff from them and I'd send them an email and I'd say, Hey, I really liked this. Can you give me some more information? And they'd, they'd literally just open up their whole world to me. And you know, when it comes to finances or real estate. So, you know, when, when we're talking here, Nick is the real estate guy. He knows all of the real estate. I'm the finance guy. I know all of the finance. And we both sit there and the first thing we tell everybody, you need budget, right? Yeah. So I, I know that I've done, I've probably done three financial consults in the last month because of what we do here. And every time they're coming to me and they're like, hey, listen, I don't really want, to, to go on, you know, your, your YouTube thing, but I need some help with this or I need some help with that. Or, you know, I, I want to buy a house or I want to clear up my credit or, you know, I want to, I want to create a budget. And what they're doing is they're reaching out because they know I have knowledge and I don't mind sharing it. Yeah. I don't get paid to share that knowledge. I don't care about getting paid to share that knowledge. I like to sit there and talk about money. I mean, Nick and I, we, we've said this in every episode we've done. We like talking about this. We do this together without a camera on. Yeah. 
we yeah. decided, you know, when the pandemic hit, let's do it with a camera on and, you know, maybe some people can find some good stuff out of the crap we say. And, and really, I think a lot of people have. Oh, man, I, you know, I think just in the, I don't even know what we've done, 15 episodes, maybe less. Dude, we've I done mean, more. Really? It's oh, like, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, we already got a guy that bought a house. We've gotten people that have started budgeting. I mean, we... I think we've impacted more people than we know. And it's amazing. Right. I think every time we go out and we talk to somebody, they're like, Hey, I watch your YouTube. And it's just, it comes out of nowhere. And you're like, wow, I didn't even know you did. Like, yeah, we, we love the feedback. We love those things. But, um, right. I budgeting, budgeting, especially in real estate. So, you know, when you budget for, for groceries, I mean, I think, I think most people, their highest expense is their house. Right. I mean, once in a while you get the person that has a $700 car payment and a $400 rent, but they probably don't, you know, again, they don't own the house. They, they rent. So, um, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have a grasp on budgeting, I, I can't say you're going to fail. I, I, I will never say that because I think everybody can overcome things, but there's a high success, right? If you can't put away, let's say on my two deals, right. I had 700 and $600 payments. So that's, 1300. If I can't put away 1300 every month to guarantee I pay that mortgage or, you know, those mortgages, I'm not going to have that asset for, for that long of a time. Um, you know, one thing, one thing that you, you said, I think is huge for me in my business. There's extroverts and introverts. I I'm definitely an extrovert. I will talk to anybody and everybody. Um, and, that's what's gotten me a little bit more success because of, you know, because I, I definitely, I ask, I, I do those things. Um, I find, you know, I find every piece of knowledge that anybody might know. And I'm just like, okay, I, I just want to know, right. What are you doing? How are you doing it? And some people do things I would never do. They do things that I don't agree with or what, you know, it's just not how I do things, but it, it works for them. Right. Cause it's not how I build things. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Again, I don't use a property manager. I'm not saying it's wrong. I have a million people tell me, Oh, you could get so much bigger if you used a property manager. And, but I know if I have a property manager, it's not like I'm just going to go focus on a million other deals. I'm just gonna be like, Oh, I got, I got this same thing. So my time, I I'm much, I'm always going to think about it. And since I'm always going to think about it, I want to be managing it. Um, I think, uh, Right. And, and every time I talk to somebody, I, I build a relationship. And so I'm, I'm just known for the guy that knows people. Right. I, I used to, back at my old job, I used to get made fun of because, Oh man. Oh, Nick, Nick knows everybody. And I'm like, if you ask me, Oh, Hey, I, I want an entertainer. I'm like, I know magicians. I, I know people that climb ropes. I, I know bouncy house people. I mean, you name it. I probably know, you know, I know it. Oh, you, you, you know, a guy that does skydiving. I'm like, yes, I, I have a friend that used to own a skydive company. I mean, oh, well, what about cleaning toilets? Yeah. A friend of mine actually does that for plumbers, right? Here's his contact. If you need, if you need a porta potty brought to an event, I really, you know, they make those things so clean now. I mean, they have trailers and these things are granite countertops. I'm like, if you need something, I probably know it. If not, I have no problem. Like I use social media for a lot of things. Hey, does anybody know this? Right. Um, and, and I get feedback. Oh, and that's the thing. Like yesterday, I, I saw Nick posted on social media, hey, I need a plumber in Battle Creek. And a whole bunch of people replied, hey, you know, what are you looking for? I know this guy, I know that guy. What do you, you know, what are you looking? You had a ton of people reach out, didn't you? 
Yeah, the same, which was, you know, I, I, I tried to do it all myself. Um, we, had a, we had a hot water heater in Battle Creek that went out. I called 15 people. One answered me and said, hey, I'll call the, tech, I'll call the on-call technician. And I never got a phone call back, right? So I was like, this is crazy. Um, one person, so I kept calling. I finally got a person that said, well, you know, can we come out tomorrow morning? And I was like, let me, let me talk to the tenant, figure out how bad it is. Because, I mean, if water is going all over the place. You know, so I talked to the tenant, had him shut the water off and do all that. But, um, you know, I was like, wow, this is so frustrating. This is, and I said, this is why relationships are key. And I, I threw it out there and I, hey, I, I know a plumber out there, actually. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, just just by asking for that little bit of help. I mean, granted, I was too stupid to, to ask for, you know, now I know right away, hey, if I have an area that I don't know, I'm just going to throw it out there first and then start my Google. And then I'll check and see if somebody's answered, right? Um yeah, so it's we have a guy we have a guy in Charlotte right now, which is quite a bit quite a ways away from us in Rapids. So if anybody knows, it's um, what is that like four or five hours? Charlotte? Yeah, it's only a couple hours. I is don't it, think okay. it's two hours. Might be. It's but, this side of Lansing. So this guy this guy is getting charged like six hundred and fifty bucks for carpet cleaning. I'm like, oh buddy, you're going to the wrong person. I pay like one fifty. I was like, you know, so. Building that relationship is huge. Um, so we want to we want to go back to. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys the same the same tip that I gave to the first time home buyer. I'm going it's the same exact tip as as uh, buying your first rental. Um, we talked about knowing a plumber, right? So have, build a team, right? So. If you guys are worried about doing this and you don't know how to do things, that's fine. You don't need to know how to do things. I hired an electrician just yesterday and we were talking about price and he's like, I don't really care. He goes, if I, have, he goes, if I need a plumber, I call a plumber. They come in because I'm not a plumber. And I was like, yep. He goes, I, I look for a good, a good review and make sure that they're good people. And that's about what I look for. Or I get a, a referral from somebody. And I was like, he goes, I don't know how to do it. He goes, I'm an electrician. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense, man. So, right, build a team, right? So think about all the things that you've done to your house, um, whether you like it or hate it. So, I mean, yeah, if you want to paint, paint. If you hate painting, right, find a painter. Build that relationship because after you do so many, you'll get it for a cheaper price, right? I mean, the more you do, the, the, the cheaper it'll get. Um, so, hey, I, I need a painter to constantly go into my rental and paint it every, every tenant turn. If you don't know how to lay flooring, find a person that does flooring, right? Build that relationship with them. Heck yeah, man. I'll do a side job for you. Um, if you don't know how to do heating and cooling, I mean, if you know how to do any of these, right, you're already more successful than some people. There's people out there, you know, I, I, I have a friend that's a, an engineer, right? Just but not handy, right? Couldn't turn a screwdriver if he had to, but he could draw you a knee. <laughs> so, but um you know, so build, build a team around you that, that you have, right? I have an, I have a list on, on my refrigerator. So that way, in case I happen to be out of town for the week that I go away without my wife, well, the weekend, if anything goes wrong, I, if it's small, I have my brother go check it out. But if not, my wife knows, Hey, I call, I call Chris for heating and cooling. I call this person for plumbing. I call this person for a fire, right? I call this person. She knows, she knows everybody's a call and doesn't have to, doesn't have to, 
she'll send me a text and go, Hey, we got this. And I'll be like, okay, thanks. And then she just calls it and makes it happen because my team of people will make sure that I, I stay and have a good time. Right. I don't have, I don't have that worry. I just know it'll get taken care of. Yes. Am I out there going, Oh man, I really hope I don't come back home to something crazy, but I, I know that it's taken care of and I'll deal with the mess when I get home and it'll be fine. You know, normally it's just swipe a, swipe a credit card, <laughs> you know? So I don't use credit card. I have everything debit. I will start using a credit card soon. I promise. I promise. I promise. Well, here's so, a question for you. Yep. Since we're talking about first time rentals. Yep. So I, I want to get into this. I want to start doing this. Yeah. So we talked about, yeah. What's my first step? First step, uh, you personally, right? So you own a house. Yep, I own a house. And you want to own a rental. So my first thing I would tell you is, David, give Rob give Rob a phone call and see if you can get financed, right? So I tell you, hey, can you get financed? And he'll say, yeah, we can finance you for this amount of money. So you're going to start looking for houses in that price range, duplexes, for you, anything you want. Because he'll ask, you know, he'll get all your details. He'll, he'll look at your bank statement and say, hey, you have this much money. Okay, you can put this much down. This is how much. And he'll let you know exactly what you can buy. Now, let's say you and the wife decide, yep, we, we want to rent our beautiful house here in Byron Center for a good amount of money, and we want to downgrade because our kid's not home. He's going to be like, all right, you can go put a small percent down on a, on a place over here. So I think my first step is to, to, find, to find financing. Um, find somebody to, to pay for that, that house because – as much as you, you have the cash, nobody wants to put all the cash out at once. I leverage. You can, I leverage, so I tell people to, to leverage. I also have a friend, again, as I said, he owns, I don't know, 50, 50 houses free and clear. He's a, he's a cash-only guy, right? He pays for his flip, does a big flip, gets a bunch of money, you know, does, does like two or three of those, pays cash for a house. Um, right, pays cash and does the whole renovation, and then starts the process over again. Couple of flips, pays cash for for a fully renovated house, and he he did that really young, and he's very successful now. Um, there's other people like me who leverage. David, I would tell you, you're gonna leverage, right? The good thing is, is I mean, you have equity in your home, so you could take money out for that, use it as your down payment. But your 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 you know, Rob or any mortgage person, any mortgage person will will take a look at all of your financial looks or you know you're, where you're sitting and they'll tell you what what the best idea is and and um what you can do with that money so um that's that's my first step for you okay. now so let's say I, I i found financing yep how do i find what i want sure so there's multiple ways okay multiple ways. So the normal common way to find what you, what you're looking for, right? So you know exactly how much you can spend, reach out to a realtor, right? Find a realtor that has any knowledge of rental properties. Um, you know, David, I, I know you have a realtor. I don't know if he's into the rentals, but let's say he's not, let's say he's not into rentals and doesn't know a thing about it. I, I know that you love and respect your realtor, but he's not going to, he's not going to respect your your want for an investment so he's not gonna he's just gonna say yeah you can you can buy this so go buy it because you can and the, the numbers aren't gonna be right so find a realtor find a realtor that's in it and say hey i'm looking for 
exactly what you want, right? I need to stay at this price. I need it to cash flow $100 a door at the end of it. And they're going to understand that. Um, and you're going to go, okay. And he'll, they'll, they'll start looking for you. Um, so find, find a realtor. Number two, you can reach out to friends, reach out to family. Hey, do you guys know anybody that that's looking to sell a rental or, you know, looking to sell a, a place that, you know, they, they might not want. Um, that's, you know, so start there, right? Go, go to, we talked about going to meetings. So there's always a real, or there's always a real estate investor. <coughs> Every day of the week, there's somebody going through a headache, right? So they're going to probably want to get rid of that headache. Uh, you know, we take aspirin, we take aspirin or Tylenol or ibuprofen, whatever you people call this to relieve a headache. So the, the, the person might have a tenant that's just giving them a headache, especially now during COVID. So they're going to be like, you know what? I've made my money off of it. I don't want it. I'll sell it to you at this price. You deal with it. So you're going to get a headache for a little bit and you're going to have hands-on learning, but it's an option to start and get a good deal on, on an investment. So reach out to those types of people. Um, right. And then number three, number three, I would say is right. Do it, do it by yourself. Um, you know, you can send out mailers, um, wholesalers do this type of a thing, but right. So let's say, <coughs> let's say David, you, you know, I want a rental, but I want it to be in Byron center. Cause I want it to be by my house. Right. So you, you go to the, you can go onto the post office, right? The website, us, us post office and say, I need every address for this area. And then you write out a note that says, Hey, I'm, I'm David. I'm looking to buy a house in your area. If you're interested in selling, let me know. And yeah, it's going to cost you $2,000 to send postcards or whatever to all these people. But if you get one hit, chances are you're going to make the real estate transaction, right? Because they're looking to sell the house. So, you know, if it appraises at 90,000, let's say for something, I mean, granted your area, it's let's say it appraises at 200,000 and you get it for 180, you've made 20 K off of a 20 or a $2,000 investment, right? <clears throat> um, you know, it, it's all a matter of how bad do you want it and what you're willing to do. Yeah. The easy way, find, find a realtor. I mean, right now the MLS multiple or listing services, um, right? It's a realtor. Realtors use it as a website. They'll set you up with portals and things like that. Um, you know, they, they can only tell you about what's listed. Now, again, when you find a realtor that is real estate minded, a lot of rentals aren't listed on there because people don't want to know they're for sale. They don't want to scare tenants that, you know, because tenants, once they see a house for sale, tenants get crazy scared because they either get scared or they love it. Right? So their landlord's either that horrible or they love their landlord and that's why they're staying there, right? Again, it's just like a job. You don't, you don't leave a job you hate, you leave a boss you hate. So you right. leave a, you, I mean, so tenants are one of two things. They, they stay forever because they love who you are or they buy a house. I mean, you know, so, um, you know, or, you know, I guess there is the job leave and that's why they're gone. But most people will stay for quite a while if, they, if you give them a situation that they love. So, uh, you know, I tend to, I tend to not have the highest rent. I tend to offer really, again, really hands-on service, really great. So if they contact me, I go that type of a thing. But so 
find 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 the headache and then again if you find let's say you find a single family that this real that the the owner just is is tired of you know you're gonna go hey i gotta move in here so you you instantly send the the 30-day notice that says oh i got to acquire this property within 30 days because i now own it and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna live in here and your rental or or the opposite right so you 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 try to you come in you try with them and say, "Hey, I'm the new landlord." And if it doesn't work out, then go with that. Because if you're if you don't want to leave your house and you want to have the first rental out there, that's you know that's the biggest thing I would do for step number two. So when I posted that this is what we were talking about, a former classmate of mine who also actually we worked at the same place together, and literally I've known this guy since I was like two or three. He said, I was an unintentional landlord for about two years when we rented our house in Michigan while living in Arizona. First rule of being a landlord would be solid renter's agreement and huh. don't rent to family and friends. Hey, yep, that, that's a big thing. So my advice, my advice on that, um, I break... I break all those rules or have broken all those rules. We talked about that. My first one being a, a line piece of paper, right? So yes, have a solid rental agreement that states everything. Again, we have the RPOA. I'm not a member of, but there's an RPOA all over, right? Rental Property Owners Association. They will give you what the state, what the government has approved as a lease. Right. And you can add to it and all that, but that's the bare, you know, not bare minimum. That's, that's what they're saying. Hey, this covers everything. You have a lease official. So um, guys, if you're starting out, find anybody that has a rental, find anybody that has a rental and say, Hey, do you have a lease for me? And they're probably going to have a lease. If not, then, you know, you could probably teach them something. <laughs> so um, when it comes to don't rent to family and friends, um, I, I make that mistake. I'm not afraid to admit it, but you have to understand what you're getting yourself into, right? So you have to be financially in a spot to where you can deal with that. You have to be willing to lose that relationship with your family if things go wrong, because it will go wrong. This is a promise. I mean, there's no perfect thing, right? Let's say, let's say taxes get raised, you know, ridiculous. And, and you have to go to them and say, Hey, I have to raise your, your rent. I mean, um, these are all things that are going to happen. You know, no, nobody lives the exact way you live. So I'll be honest. I rent to my, I rent to my brother. Right. And he gets a cheap rent because he does. We talked about when I go away, he, he's, he's kind of my on call. Like, Hey, I need you to go do this. I don't get, Oh man, no, I can't. No, I get, all right, man, I'll, I'll get a handle for you. I'm so fortunate for that. Right. Um, but that's why I give him that rent. I lost my job and I, I talked to him and I was like, man, it's, uh, it's, it's been like a year since I raised your rent. And he's like, oh, I've lived there four years and you've never raised my rent. And I was like, oh, so like I fail at that. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, but, you know, he, I, he, he, he threw that little, oh, crap. And I was like, it's not going to be much, you know, so we have to have that conversation. And it's hard. It's easy to tell somebody you don't technically have a personal connection with, hey, I'm going to raise the rent. But when you have that personal connection and you have to sit across the kitchen table from them when they eat dinner – and they know they pay you bills, um, or they, they pay you money. It, it's, it's hard. It's hard, right? But it, it can work, right? It can work. Um, you know, rent to, rent to friends. Um, 
I've done it. Does it work out? No. Honestly, I've never had any luck with friends. I, I rented it to a friend and his friend, his friend actually still rents for me, but my friend, right. It was all the excuses. I can't pay. Hey man. Well, and I'm like, I was, I was, you know, I'm always driven because I, I was, I was broke and I'm like, no, I'm not going to fund you to stay there. Uh, so I, I had that and I had the mentor knowledge to say, Hey, no, this is exactly what you have to do. Don't, don't take it and blah, blah. So, but there, you know, if you're a pushover kind of a person, you don't want to do that. Right. So keep yourself out of that. If you can, if you make the mistake, make sure you have knowledge of other people to guide you to make sure you can get through that. And I guarantee forever, right? You'll hear those words. This is why you don't rent to family and friends. This is why. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. And I just shake it out. And I still make, I still make the mistake. I'm not gonna lie to you. I still make the mistake. Well, I think a good rule of thumb is, you know, it's the same as loaning money to friends and family. If you're loaning that money, you better expect not to get it back. Yeah. If you can't afford it, don't do it. Correct. So, um, you know, we, we, we've been fortunate in some of the things that we've done. Um, do I do it all right? No, but I, I can't say I feel unstoppable, but man, I have a big head start having a mentor. So that's, that's huge. Well, I, um, I think that's a big thing. Cause even like with me, so when I stopped being a head coach and I went to be an assistant coach, you know, the guy I'm, I'm assistant coaching for is one of my former assistants. And when he brought me in, he said to everybody, listen, this was my mentor. He, he's the one that started me in coaching. He's, he taught me a lot of things. And everybody's like, oh, so you're older than, than coach. And I'm like, no, I'm younger than him. I just started <laughs> way early. It doesn't matter, yeah. Age isn't a thing. It's, it's uh, knowledge and time, right? So. Hey, Caitlin, she's going to buy, she's going to buy a rental too. So eventually she is. Yeah. I say, you know, and Caitlin, Caitlin's a, a single person who would be perfect for house hacking, right? Get a couple friends into the same place. That's when you can rent to friends, right? I feel like that's when you can rent to friends. I mean, you're still going to have that problem, but you're already used to paying that mortgage by yourself. And so when your friend says, Hey, I can't pay this month, this week, however you charge it, you're going to put up with it, but you're going to have, I mean, you're going to have to put on your bootstraps and say, Hey, I'm sorry, you got to go. You know, this person's paying, I need you to pay. So it's fair. So we don't have fights with everybody. You, right. you have to just know that you're going to, if, if you can, if you can have that conversation with people, you'll be successful. If you can't, I, I don't think you'd be successful. Um, and success is defined in so many different ways. Right. Um, most, you know, and that's where you find most people, Instead of instead of uh, instead of having the the conversation, they they just go to a realtor and say, "Hey guys, I'm just going to sell the house," and they they take like the easy way out, and they're like, "Okay, cool, I'm going to move into my," you know, so they they restart. So no harm, no foul type of a thing, but you you find that quite a bit. So so I think we've gone a lot, over a lot of great stuff here tonight, Nick, and uh, I know we're going to do other rental episodes in the future because obviously we just cut we we literally just scratched the surface yeah which honestly we we kind of just scratched the surface of everything we talk about every week that we talk if, if you had one grand piece of advice to give everybody that's looking for that first rental hit me with it throw out a million offers and you'll you'll catch a fish 
right? So, so take, take, take action is the biggest thing. Don't, don't, don't talk about it. Do it, right? So if you say, hey, I want a rental, right? I mean, I, I, I talk about this with David all the time. David, what are you doing? Well, we're looking. Well, we're looking. Okay, how many offers have you put in? Well, we're looking. Nope, nope. You know what? I don't care if this house is 300000 You put a $150,000 offer in it because that's what cash flows. If it cash flows at this price, that's what the price you put it in at. So, right, start running numbers and throw, you know, be active. Don't just run numbers. Be active. Throw it out there, right? You know, find a realtor that is willing to be pissed off, right? Because you're throwing out stupid things. There's not a million realtors out there that will let you just, they're going to get tired of you just throwing out crap offers all the time. I, I had this conversation with my mentor today um, because we talked about the, the big purchase. And I was like, I was like, I once offered $50,000 less on a house that was listed for 60,000. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, because you never know until you ask, right. You, you start somewhere and yeah, chances are you won't even get any feedback or anything like that, but at least you tried. I mean, making the attempt is the biggest key. Right, right now, right now we're at that point where it's like, hey, at least we're trying. So um, my, that, that's my biggest tip for everybody that wants to get into it. Start, start putting in offers to say, because one's going to land eventually. And you can actually learn from every single one of them, right? You'll, you'll probably get feedback from a realtor. You'll probably get feedback, you know, and your first feedback's probably, be, oh, we should have offered more. Mm -hmm. You know, that'll be your first couple. The, the second, you know, if you find one and you happen to lose it, it won't be, we should have offered more. You know, it'll be like, well, you know, we should probably look for something that cash flows better, right? You, so you, you'll get this knowledge. So biggest, biggest tip right there. So went over a lot of stuff. Uh, obviously, this is our first official podcast of uh, Bucks and Brews. Bucks and Brews. So, you know, those of you that have been watching us, we, we really appreciate you. That's fantastic. Uh, those of you that haven't hopefully been watching us, you'll find us on, on podcasts out there. Uh, like I said, we're on Apple. We'll be on Google pretty soon. We're on Stitcher. Um, Nick, hit me with your favorite line. I say, guys – Favorite line, because YouTube, right? Like, subscribe, share, podcast, all the things. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, one thing we always do ask, anybody that uh, wants to throw a sponsor out there for some beer, we will drink. Even if it's homemade beer, we will drink your beer, your wine, your ciders. We will try it, give you a decent review on it. Um, we, we really appreciate all the feedback we get. So leave a comment. Let us know things. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Yep, and thanks again for joining us, and we will uh, we'll catch you next week. We we got some some really cool things in store coming up here, so I think you guys are gonna like it.